1: Stand by. The vacuum tubes are warming up. This is a special live broadcast
2: right here on Georgia Radio.
1: Radio,
2: radio. Happy Wednesday to you, Matt Jolly here on Neighbor to Neighbor. We've got a big, big guest. She lives in Nashville now, but she is from Cochran, Georgia. You know her. You've seen her on the show. And three-plus million people have recently seen Rebecca Howell singing alongside Reba McIntyre with Fancy. Pretty cool stuff, Rebecca. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be talking with you this morning.
2: So how was that? You submit the Fancy video here, what, a couple of weeks ago? Reba picks it up and starts singing along with it. Talk to me about that. That was huge.
3: It was. It was such a crazy moment. I actually saw it happening in real time, which was crazy because I had gotten on TikTok. I mean, I was obsessing over like checking my video to see how many views it had gotten and just like, you know, making sure people were tagging her in the comments. So like every single day I was basically going on there and checking my TikTok, checking Instagram because I wanted it so bad for her to see it. And um, when I got on TikTok to, to check my video for the day, I got a notification. And at first I thought, that it was maybe just a spam account um, and it was like reba added your video to her favorites and i was like wait it has a blue check mark so i clicked on it and i was like oh my gosh this is the real reba and then as i was on her page i saw it pop up that she posted it and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> so i was actually <laughs> one of the the first people to even like and comment on it because i saw her post it in real time
2: hey there she and, is uh, like singing along with you and I mean...
3: Crazy. That is crazy. I mean, she has always been, like, my idol, I would say. Like, my my favorite. And, um, like, even when I was on The Voice, people would jokingly call me Little Reba, you know, because I did her song, The Night Lights Went Out in Georgia, as my blind audition. And so it was like a full circle moment for me and very crazy and just like to hear her harmonizing with me, even though it was, you know, through a video, but it was still crazy. And, um, (laughs) even now I think the video is at over 4 million views. I'm still getting like notifications and followers from TikTok from over a month ago, that video going viral. So, uh, it's very cool. Very, 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 um, awesome time in my life and uh, definitely very grateful and thankful that she did that for me and I'll never forget it I can tell you that.
2: Amen. Rebecca Hall is our guest this morning on Neighbor to Neighbor. <laughs> she is an independent artist up in Nashville from Cochran, Georgia a, a contestant on The Voice. I mean that is that is huge and of course a big Reba McIntyre fan. I wanted to have you back on because you've got new music coming out uh, Friday, November the 17th. That's this week on Friday. It's going to come out Thursday night at midnight so y'all just be sure to pre-save, locked up last night. But even better than that, you're going to be back in your hometown of Cochrane, Georgia, on December 16th, down there at the City Auditorium. Talk to me about this uh, this concert back home, because this is kind of a, a, you know, it's an unusual thing, and it's also a thing, like, if you're like me, you know, I mean, it's scriptural, right? There are no prophets in their own hometown, so you're going back.
1: I'm hoping it's a sellout. um,
2: I'm hoping it's huge, but you got to have some nerves about this, I would think.
3: Yeah, I think there is some nerves about it. You know, obviously you want to do your best for the people that, you know, you come from. So I think there's some nerves in that, just being in front of the people I grew up with. And I think it's different when you're playing the crowds of people you don't know. Uh but then when you're on stage and you're singing for people that you literally grew up with, there's a little bit more mm. tension there.
2: Yeah, yeah, there like always pressure. is, isn't there? I mean, because they're not gonna cut you any slack. They're just not. <laughs> you know how that goes.
3: So, yeah, but right. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm gonna be um December the sixteenth. And uh I believe the show starts at six. Um, and it's fifteen dollars if you buy the tickets at the link on my facebook page or twenty dollars at the door and we're gonna be i'm gonna be playing with um cody bradley and caleb sanders it's gonna be an acoustic show
2: oh it is and i'm gonna
3: be playing about a 45 minute set so come out hear some of my original stuff a lot of unreleased stuff and even gonna do some christmas tunes just get in the holiday spirit that's right
2: i had to break the christmas tree out already i don't Y'all don't come after me now, but I did. I've, I've got it. I had to break it out the other day because i got some travel right. coming up. And so I didn't want to, you know, come home to a house that didn't have the Christmas tree up. So,
3: listen, you me. ain't got to tell me anything. We are in, in my household. We are once uh, Halloween's over. It's Christmas yeah. time. Christmas is it's a. You know, a holiday season. Thanksgiving is a day. So, you yeah. know, you pause, you do Thanksgiving, and then you're back, Ooh. you're back in the Christmas season. I yeah. like that.
2: I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Christmas is a season. I, my friend, uh, Matt Yonkin, uh, I'm just going to name him from Siloam Springs, Arkansas. Mr. Yonkin always says, I'm on Hobby Lobby time. <laughs> That's right. Hey, right? I mean, right after summer, they break that stuff out. So I love that. Christmas is a season. Thanksgiving it's just a day to pause and be thankful and then get back to uh, get back to Christmas. And if you're not thankful for the baby Jesus and you don't have a couple right. of extra weeks for him, I mean, come on now. All right. Locked up last night coming out November 17th. You're playing down at Cochrane. man. it's going to be great. I wish we could hear the song locked up last night. Tell us about it a little bit and then uh, maybe we'll make something happen here.
3: Yeah. So I actually wrote this song all by myself and um, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. So the song in itself is meant to be, you know, kind of comical. They, people say all the time that female country artists, they always talk about killing men or like, Mm. you know, getting cheated on stuff like that. And so it's meant to be kind of comical. I sat down and I was writing one night and I was just trying to think of something to write about. And I was just kind of in that mood, you know, just being funny. And, uh, I tell my husband all the time, not jokingly that like, if I ever catch you cheating on me, I'll smile in my mugshot photo. So, and I was just (laughs) thinking about that. (laughs) And I was just thinking, and I said, you know, that would be kind of funny to, you know, write a song about that. Just, you know, to be funny. And so, so you did down and I did. And it honestly is one of my favorite songs I've ever written. I think it's just, It's like catchy, it's fun, it's not too serious, you know, but it's just, you know, and a lot of people relate to it because they're like me. They're like, yeah, that's what would happen. (laughs) But you know, (laughs) that's so funny, though.
2: But that's so funny you say that because a lot of times, you know, when you're sitting down to do something creative, uh, if you find that release, whatever it is that gets those, you know, things bouncing around in your brain correctly, sometimes just giving yourself the freedom to write something like that is all it takes. And it, it sounds like this thing really worked out well for you. So you've released it on November the 17th. How can folks pre-save it or can they pre-save it now?
3: Yeah. So basically uh, on all of my social media platforms, there's a link in my bio on all of them and right up at the top, it says pre-save and you can click that link. It'll take you to a page where you can log into your Spotify account for whatever reason, the iTunes one just doesn't work with my distributor. So it would have to be on Spotify, but it definitely helps me when people, um, when they pre-save on Spotify. Um, if you know anything about that world, we're all trying as independent artists to get on an editorial playlist on Spotify. And the more pre-saves you have, the more better your chances to be on an editorial playlist. So if people go on there and do that, that definitely helps me. Um, and you know, I'm an independent artist, so I don't really have all of the people behind me pushing it to to Spotify, the playlist and stuff. I'm doing it on my own. So it just would be very helpful if you would go to the link in my bio and uh, click right up at the top where it says to pre-save the song and it'll just pop up as soon as it comes out, pops up into your whatever on Spotify. It'll pop up right there. It's already saved for you to listen to.
2: We need a Georgia radio Spotify playlist, don't we? you should we need to you do should that.
3: make a, a playlist that would be awesome Ms.
2: mabel will download it we'll teach her how to use it we've got you know sherry that writes in all the time byron we'll we'll have at least five people on there that know how to use spotify because you know you can use it in a log truck too so we might even get brother wade on there all right let's hear a little bit of this can we do it you want to play the whole yeah. thing or are we just going to play a little bit of it what are we going to do Let's I, just play
3: the whole thing. let right. play the whole thing, and then y'all download it once it's available there on you November go. 17th.
2: All right, locked up last night. New music here from Rebecca Howell.
1: They all just fine, cause I came home one day.
2: It. I'm I'm just sitting here smiling, thinking about you writing <laughs> this song. So what what's the hub say when he hears this? Is he, uh, you know... You, you know
3: what's so funny? He loves the song, but he says, Babe, why do you always write songs about, like... <laughs>
2: No, About me, <laughs> and
3: he's like, he's like, you know, we have a loving relationship. <laughs> so, what well, I do actually have uh, a really sweet love song that's coming out uh, next year, like at, right. in, probably in May. But uh, because he said that when I wrote that one, he was like, "Why do you never write love songs? You just write all these these hate songs." I'm like, they write themselves, babe. I don't know what to tell you. They yeah. just write themselves,
2: and they sell hopefully. That's true. That's what we want because it's so. all about making money. You're not working for the Red Cross. This is a business <laughs> and we got to make we got to make some money. We got to help Rebecca out so she can keep writing these fun songs. Man, I like that song, Locked Up Last Night. And you know what? Your range is incredible on it. I mean, Thank you. musically, it's, it's well done. Who's producing this for you?
3: So my producer's name is Brandon Wiggers and he's uh, local here in Nashville. He's amazing. Um, just I connected with him maybe around it like, I don't know, six, seven months ago, maybe more than that. But um yeah, he is awesome. He definitely has an ear for like the sound that I'm going for. It's been awesome working with him. I think I've, I've worked with a lot of people, but I finally feel like he gets me, you know, like gets the sound that I'm going for. So I'm super excited about the songs that I have coming up in the future because I, my plan is basically at the, start of the year to just be releasing songs like every six weeks, six to eight weeks, and um, so I'm going to be in the studio a lot working with him, and I cannot wait for y'all to hear the stuff that we're working on even right now. It's just incredible. He's an awesome producer, and yeah, he definitely gets me and my sound, so.
2: Big Nashville sound. You know we're pulling for you, Rebecca, all of us down here in Georgia. Uh, We really are. We want to see you just not only at, you know, the Grand Ole Opry, visiting friends. We want to see you on the stage well so
3: i definitely appreciate it and i look forward to being back in my hometown on the 16th and please 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 get tickets come out say hello i want to see your faces and share some really awesome music and i do so so appreciate all the support it is very
2: much appreciated all right y'all go buy those tickets right now rebecca howell thanks for coming on the show
1: thanks for having me country that's what i grew up listening to georgia radio We love you more than peanuts and peaches. So glad you're here. mad jolly right here on georgia radio
2: and welcome back here to neighbor to neighbor my thanks again to rebecca howell for coming on and uh you gotta go download her song locked up last night if you haven't heard it go replay the podcast Uh, interesting that we're talking about uh, murderous women today I wanted to have Faye Stabled in Burnett on. She is not a murderous woman, but she has written a story about a murder and it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's uh it's it's the Elvira story, which I just love. You were telling me about this last night when I found out we had Rebecca on, I was like, well, we got got to have Faye on <laughs> to talk about Elvira. Tell me about this uh this yeah. book because it's on Amazon right now. You can go download it. Uh, if you want a hard copy or a print copy, you can get it. But uh, give us the quick story because we just we got a few minutes left here, but I want to get this on.
4: Hey, yes, thanks for having me, Matt. Um, This is a a true story of a woman who uh, confessed to a murder in Jefferson County in 1884. But what makes the story unique is she did not commit the murder. And I've been told in the history of the state of Georgia, uh, one of the law professors at the university cannot recall another case. It's most unusual for women to confess to a murder they did not commit, but Elvira Ivy, her name was Elvira Ivy, did.
2: Isn't that incredible that uh, you found the story for one, and that's the that's a whole story in itself. Uh, but the fact that uh, this is such a you know rare event, uh, not only in our state but around really around the world and in 1884 that it's still documented. Tell the story yeah. about how you found it because this is a good one.
4: Yeah, yeah. The the how I found the story was I have my great grandfather's diary. He was a, a Baptist preacher in Jefferson County at that time, and a circuit preacher. And he wrote in his diary that many people were going to court for the trial of he called her Vera. He he knew her well enough. He called her Vera because she attended Little Briar Creek Church, which actually is over into Warren County. But anyway. Um, This trial was going on while the diary was being written, and he documents several things about it. So, of course, I was fascinated and did most of my research in historic newspapers online and took that research and wrote it into a book. And the more I found out about it, uh, then I actually have contacted some of the descendants of the people involved in this whole situation. And it it was just really a fascinating journey.
2: Now, the, now, I don't give everything away because you got to go read the book, but, yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, the important thing to know here is that, uh, she took the fall or at least tried to take the fall for, uh, for this fella that, uh, was pretty close to her.
4: Yes, that's exactly right. I mean, whenever someone confesses to anything that they didn't do, you always have to wonder who are they trying to protect? Yeah. And, uh, that would be what sort of in, unfolds in this story. Uh, and this this story relates to the other book I wrote, uh, which was called The Hanging of Susan Eberhardt. Uh, that was about a woman who was convicted of murder in 1873 down in Webster County. And she was hanged for murder. And the governor at that time received such negative uh, back. From the public, that he was never elected to office again. So, as a result, governors knew that if they let a woman, a white woman, be executed specifically, their career was over. And so, that is in that sort of relates to this story directly on why Elvira would confess to the murder. So, yeah, you'll have to read the story, but that directly uh, is impacted. And there was only been four white women ever executed. In the state of Georgia for murder.
2: Wow, you know it takes yeah. me back to uh, to thinking about uh, Carla Faye Tucker back in Texas when I was still in school and uh,
1: yes. a bright I,
2: journalist, uh, you know, student. And I remember George W. Bush having a a really difficult time. At least he seemed to in the media trying to decide as governor of the state of Texas if he was going to carry out this execution of Carla Faye Tucker who. Was an axe murderer. I mean, well yeah. publicized. But it's interesting that you say that.
4: The, the visual sight of a woman hanging is just different. I'm sorry, but it just is, you know. And uh, the, these hangings were public. And gradually over time, they became, some of the hangings became uh, private. There was a hanging in Warren County of a, of a black woman. And they did that privately. But And then there's only been one black woman that I've ever found documented. She was um, electrocuted. And then the fourth white woman that's ever been executed in the state of Georgia was 2015. And she was by lethal injection. But yeah, the number of women so far uh, is so few compared to the number of men who've been executed. Yeah.
2: Well, it's a fascinating book Uh, and it is available on Amazon right now. You can download it and read it tonight on your Kindle, which I would highly recommend. And if you know any movie producers, yeah, <laughs> Faye would love to talk to you because I mean, seriously, I mean this would be a great story. And of course, with the hit song Elvira, which sort of mirrors uh, a lot of the uh, qualities uh, that this young lady had. How how old was she, by the way, when she
4: uh, fell into she this was, problem? Yeah, I think she was about in her twenties. And and the reason, you know, it's like it's like I was saying to you, Matt. Truth is stranger than fiction. If you were going to fictionally create a story where a beautiful, promiscuous young woman uh, gets involved in a murder, but, you know, her her beauty and her promiscuity are her outstanding features. You would name her Elvira. And anybody in the state of Georgia, the last name Ivy's a rather common name. There's a lot of Ivies in the Warren County area and actually, Throughout the state, they there were many uh, people with that name, but I think Elvira Ivy is such a traditional Southern name. But that was actually the woman's name, and uh, some of the descriptions have. See, they didn't have photographs in the newspaper when this occurred in 1885. They would have some pen and ink drawings, but no photographs. As a result, whoever the correspondents for the newspapers that covered these trials gave verbal Descriptions of the people, you know, they describe their eyes. They would give their height, their weight, their figure, and so really, what we have, we have no pictures of Elvira in existence, but we have a very good physical description, which to me almost is more interesting.
2: Yeah, let's uh, let's the mind kind of wander there. Yes, uh, it does. as you start thinking about this poor lady, and and of course uh, the fellow that she was protecting. Uh, in all of this, as you elaborate in your book, uh, really had a difficult time with this, and uh, you well, got to read the book to to find out yeah. how and and what I'm talking about here. But I mean,
4: that's many that's
2: many of well documented accounts of him uh, just just not faring well with this. As you that's, could imagine, the weight of that on someone's soul and on their on their you know this I guess their their psychological uh, makeup after that would have to be challenging. That,
4: that's right, and and Elvira. Uh, eventually, on her second trial, she was acquitted, uh, so she was set free, and no one else was ever charged with the murder. Um, so that is what's happened. Uh, one thing I did want to point out when I was talking about the physical description in my other book, as well as this one, uh, people who describe uh, these the you know people charged with murder or whatever they love to talk about their eyes. And you know, it's the eyes are the windows of the soul, and uh, that was the case in the Susan Eberhardt book. But the thing about Elvira was she had unusually large eyes, and I, you know, it has it has changed the way I view people. You know, you think a woman her figure might be what attracts you. Well, certainly that's true, but her eyes would be what would capture you. You know, you think about it. You know, you she would look at at men. And that would be the thing, but she had beautiful, big eyes. <laughs> so it was just that? very interesting. Yeah. It, it's pretty, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you think about it. It's just, that's just one of her features. And yeah. you think about, look at Hollywood actresses or models or whatever. I mean, there's certainly many features to a woman, but her eyes are one of the most outstanding features. And Elvira had beautiful, big eyes. So. There
2: you go. Beautiful, big, <laughs> big tracks of eyes. There you go. That's there you right. go. That's all I could think of when you're saying that. So.
4: Yes, yeah, he didn't have little squeeny eyes. No,
2: not at all. Well, look, uh, tell everybody how they can get the book and what the title is, because they you yes. got to go download this thing. It's great. Yeah, read.
4: Th- this is on um, available on Amazon. You can do the Kindle version, or you can do the printed version. Um, and the title of the book is Miss Elvira Ivy I V E Y. And my name is Faye Stapleton Burnett, and they we have, know
2: your name, and yes, we're gonna we're gonna yes. link it into well, the show, yes. by the way.
4: <laughs> and and uh, I, my other book is on there too. I as as I'm not a fan of even talking about murders; they're very unpleasant. But I have found myself writing two two books about murders in the state of Georgia, and my books are not novels; these are historically documented uh cases with uh i have pictures in the book and i have newspaper accounts and so wow. history lovers might really enjoy this kind you're going
2: to be just like uh you're going to be just like rebecca Howells someday you're going to be yeah, writing songs about <laughs> you know <laughs> murder yeah. i said uh, yeah. i said to you yesterday i said i guess i guess husbands need to start worrying when they get a single steak knife for christmas because yeah, uh, that's you know right. that that might not go well. You, you got a big holiday planned. You, you're coming up with uh, Thanksgiving and all the all there the trimmings. Huh? <laughs> that's all right.
4: Right. All right.
2: Except you got, in you...
4: this case, it was a double barrel shotgun. <laughs>
2: oh, there you go. Well, yeah, that's a, that. yeah. <laughs> you can see that coming a long way away. That's so, right.
1: That's right.
4: So you
2: and Brock, Pastor Brock, got a you got a big holiday coming. Is it going to be fun uh, yeah. for you?
4: Plan to be planned to be in us South Carolina, with family. So yes, Thanksgiving's one of our favorite times of the year so yes and and thank you matt
2: well i love what rebecca just said because i've already got you know i'm on hobby lobby time i've already got the christmas (laughs) stuff coming out i'm ready she said christmas is a season thanksgiving is a day and i like that
4: well that's true that's true so i'm just saying my birthday is on thanksgiving this year so well
2: it's it's not only a birthday it's a celebration of of, uh, a faced ableton (laughs) Burnett.
4: The pilgrims,
2: <laughs> the pilgrims had that in mind, trust me, when they came on I'm sure. I'm sure. Did.
4: Listen, yes. Faye, thank
2: you so much for coming on the show. The phone is chirping this morning, uh, with people riding in, and uh, they, they just keep coming. I I can't you can sure hear you the dings, you can hear the dings, they're coming in. All right, Faye. God okay. bless y'all. Thank you, and we'll talk real soon.
4: Okay, thanks, Matt.
2: Thank you. Faye Stapleton Burnett, everybody. Uh the book Miss Elvira Ivy, available now on Amazon. We're gonna quickly get into the show story. My thanks to Faye, my thanks to Rebecca Hal, and my thanks to you for all that you do supporting Georgia Radio. So long for now, everybody. Georgia Radio.
1: On your phone. In your home. Everywhere you go.